Good morning or good evening, everybody, depending on where you are listening to this or watching this. This is Alice and this is Protect Your Glow, the podcast. You guys, I've been trying to record this podcast for weeks on end and I was like, it's been trying for me because I've had, I don't know, a busy couple of weeks, but I was like, you know what, today, the devil is a liar, I am going to record this podcast. So I walked into the house, dropped my bags, put on the shirt, and I was like, you know what, let's let's go, I'm ready, like, let's do this. Bug my son for a little bit, got this set up, and I'm like, here we go. So we here, so thank you guys so much for pressing play. Again, this is Alice, and this is Protect Your Glow, the podcast. So for those of you who follow me on social media, I am Alice Marius on Facebook, and also I have a um, webpage for this podcast call on Facebook called Protect Your Glow, the podcast. You can check that out and follow me on there. And on Instagram, I'm at Al- I am also at Alice Marius. That's M-A-R-E-U-S. Those are the only two sites that um, I stay on. I don't care too much for Twitter or any of the other ones, really. I struggle with just staying on Facebook and Instagram, so I don't need to add more to my plate, right? So you can follow me there. And if you have not hit the subscribe button on iTunes, Apple, or Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts, hit that subscribe button. Okay, so I decided, for those of you who follow me, that a few weeks ago, I decided to write a post on my personal Facebook and Instagram account in fear regarding a part of my marriage or relationship journey that I chose for a number of years to keep hush. But to my surprise, I don't know if someone was in my spirit, I was like, you know, let me share this. I don't know who's going to maybe need this or whatever. So to my surprise, I received tons of comments and shares from a lot of people like you that I didn't even know would relate to that part of my story. So in response to this outpouring of love and encouragement, I decided to do a follow-up podcast on how I got to that state of mind along with the people that helped me to get through that trying time in that season of my life. Okay, so if this is your first time tuning into my podcast, again, I want to say welcome and thank you for pressing play. You, my friend, are appreciated. Welcome to the PYG family. We're so happy to have you. So, if some of you are 90s R&B fans or music lovers like me, then you may or may not know the lyrics to this song in the group I'm about to mention. But I'm going to see if you're a true diehard 90s fan. All right, here I go. So, initially I titled this podcast, What About Your Friends, right? And I switched it up a little bit because I was like, you know what? I'm just going to kind of make it my own. So, I put it as, Who Are Your Friends? But the group that inspired the title for that message for today is, you guessed it, TLC, baby, T-Boss, Left Eye, and Chili, right? That was my group growing up, man. Like, I don't know about y'all, but I'm a diehard 90s fan for life. I'm talking about Candy Rain was my song. I'm talking about my favorite groups were Jagged Edge. I liked Heavy D, Tupac. I am a, I was a diehard Tupac fan, man. Like, I mean, he was saying some stuff that I wasn't supposed to listen to at that age, but I was a diehard Tupac fan, you feel me? Um, I mean, Brownstone, man, Jagged Edge. When I tell you I love me some Jagged Edge, that was my group right there. 
But anyways, focus, Alice, focus, okay? So the first part of this verse, the first verse of the song that I want to focus on today is, it says this. So it goes, every now and then I get a little crazy. That's not the way it's supposed to be. Sometimes my vision is a little hazy. I can't tell who I should trust or just who I let trust me. People try to say I act a little funny, but that's just a figure of speech to me. What about your friends? Will they stand their ground? Chiba says, will they let you down again? What about your friends? Are they going to be low down? Will they ever be around? Or will they turn their backs on you? That's the million dollar question right there. So during my marriage separation for one year, not only was I, we, hurt as a family, as individuals, as people, as a man, as a woman, you know what I'm saying? We were hurt and confused. But I knew that if I was going to get through the other side of this mental and physical warfare, I needed some good friends and community around me. People that I could trust. People who would not judge me based on this chapter in my story. Be careful who judges you based on a certain chapter of your story. Because as we all know, if you're still breathing, your story is still being written every single day. I want to be around people who will look at me and say, you know what, Alice, I know the real you. And I will not define your entire existence and character based on this season of your life. I'm going to say it again for those who didn't hear me. You need people around you that will not define your entire existence and character based on this season of your life. Okay? So what about your friends? Before I get into this, I need you to understand that we as a culture throw around this friendship word to any and everyone we meet, right? We call the people we go to lunch with at work, friend. That member in your group at church, friend. And sometimes you meet people in certain areas of your life and then you gradually build a relationship with them. And of course, eventually you become friends with them, right? Over the years. That's okay. See, I ain't talking about that. This is for the people that you call friend because it sounds good or it's cliche or because you're lonely and you need somebody to be your friend. Like, that's for those people. But they don't, this is for people that really don't understand the definition of what friendship really means. Good friends know how to perform spiritual CPR. Good friends stick closer than a brother. Good friends love you when you don't want to be loved. Merriam-Webster describes friendship, defines, I should say, friendship as this. One attached to another by affection or esteem. You see, I believe everybody should be loved and respected, but not everyone deserves or is entitled to be called your friend. That should be earned. You hear that? Everybody should not be entitled to call you a friend. That should be earned. So be careful whose shoulder you lean on when you are at your lowest. Be careful who you confide in when you are hurt. Everyone is not for you. I know, I know, you off the chain, I know. You the bomb, like if somebody ain't in your life, they missing out, right? I know that, but everybody ain't, everybody don't care about you like that. Everybody does not care about your heart like that. Everybody does not care about your growth in that way. And that takes discernment, my friend. At, when you pray, don't ask God for riches. That's good too. 
And you'll get it if you ask him for it. But I'm just saying. Above all that, Solomon, you know what he asked God for? He said, because he could have had anything. But he asked God for wisdom. Why? Because in that wisdom, he was able to create his wealth. You see, you see how that works there? All right? So, when I felt like I was going to die, no lie, during my separation from my husband, I remember being curled up on the bed, you guys, in my room for days. My kids would be in the living room playing, and I relied on my son, who was about... 2017, he was probably about 10 or 11 at that time. I relied on him to take care of his little sister. I couldn't get up if I wanted to. That darkness right there is called depression, my friend. That's when you enter into the dark zone. That's called depression. My phone kept ringing and I wouldn't pick it up. When I found the strength to finally pick up, it was my friend. Texting me that she's, that was my friend number one, texting me. To let me know she's not giving up on me and that I need to get out of the house and be around people. But I wasn't trying to hear that. But I knew she was right. You know what I'm saying? Depression makes you feel like that. Like, nobody cares. I'm just going to lay here and sob in my depression. Right? And then, for example, friend number two, when I told him the truth to my friend number two and mentioned I was going to take my ring off because I didn't feel married. I was in my feelings, so I didn't feel married. Right? That friend didn't judge me, you guys. She told me, as a single divorced mother who happens to be one of the flyest bosses and the baddest bosses I know, entrepreneurs that I know, she told me to keep my ring on, okay? Last one. My sister, because of her love for me, didn't put me on a cross in that season. She told me that what I was doing was wrong and that there is a spirit of self-destruct that has a hold on me causing me to repeat these destructive life cycles and I need to cast them out. In other words, I need to let go of my ego and get my life together is basically what she was saying. I really didn't want to hear her, right? But that's what love sounds like, you guys. She wasn't, she wasn't like, oh, well, do your thing, sis. You know what? I'll see you if you come out of your blindness alive. No. She spoke life into me. She spoke to me what I needed to hear because true love was too busy trying to keep me alive as opposed to being worried about me getting my feelings hurt. Some of y'all need to get your feelings hurt because you're walking around blinded by Satan's lies. Okay? Like, who told you you were not smart enough? Who told you you weren't good enough, pretty enough, strong enough? Who told you that? Who planted that lie in your head? David says, in Psalms 139, 14, he says, I praise you, and I quote, I praise you, God, because I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Your works are wonderful. I know that full well. Friend number three listened to my complaining and whining and told me that one day, me and my husband will get back together. We just need some time apart. My mom, man, she prayed for me. My brother and his wife prayed and counseled me. You know, my brother took me out to lunch and he had some tough questions for me. Made me see that what I was doing that was not only hurting my marriage, but it was also killing the gift inside of me. There was no judgment, no condemnation. Because when someone really loves and cares for you, they don't have time to condemn you, right? They're trying to save your life. Spiritual CPR. Because they know you got a 911, okay? So it takes a village, man, to get into that mindset. It takes a village to be like, you know what? I'm not going down like this. 
Um, we all make mistakes. We all do the wrong thing. But it's important to have people around you that you know are going to tell you what you need to hear. Not what you want to hear, but what you really need to hear to get out of your rut. And that's what true love looks like, okay? That's what true friendship looks like. So on top of that, not only did I have the help of very good people around me, very good friends, I myself, because sometimes everybody can't help you, you got to help yourself, right? I sought therapy, I fasted, I meditated, I worked out, I read, I journaled. The enemy wanted me dead and I was determined to fight back and win. You don't need people around you who laugh at your pain or go around and tell other people that they trust your business. Let me say that again. You don't need people around you who laugh at your pain or go around and tell other people that they trust your business. That makes me want to ask, like, did you get permission to share my story? I, I don't know. Um, I may not know or trust who you trust. Okay? Let's think about that. So do me a favor. Take a look at your phone right now and tell me who do you call when you're in a crisis? Today, I went through, I took like 10 minutes of my day, went through my phone. I was like, I'm talking to this person. I'm like, okay. You know, I just started deleting. I mean, like, why do I have them on there for if we ain't, we ain't even talking? Like, what is the point, right? To have, to, to show I got a bunch of contacts that we ain't even, I don't even talk to. Like, so go through your phone right now and tell me who you call in a crisis. Because I kept the ones that I know that I'm going to need. That's really has my back, okay? So who is your Olivia Pope, right? For all you scandal fans out there. Who do you trust enough to handle your heart and scars with care? The rest of the ones you can't call, let me tell you what they are. They are your acquaintances. They are just there to fill up your contact list. Start hitting the delete button like I did today and save your phone space, okay? For the past few years, I've been reading a lot about the importance of relationship. Listening to different sermons. I can't tell you how many sermons and podcasts and speeches I listen to to grow my mind because I make it a priority to renew my mind daily and that takes work and I'm dedicated to that work. So, you know, we spend a lot of time, right? Looking for the best hairstylists, for the best barbers, the best jobs. We spend a lot of time looking for the best house or money or car money can buy, right? But what we neglect to do is invest in the most important thing that can make or break our lives. What is that, Alice? Relationships. Relationships. Ladies, you know, if you get into the wrong relationship with the wrong man, he will make you forget your core values. You start forgetting that you were a boss chick. He's smoking, you ain't never smoked, so you start smoking too. He drink, you ain't never drink, so you start drinking too. Because that's my boo and I love him, right? Love make you do stupid things, okay? So you start forgetting that you were a lion. All of a sudden, the kitten in you starts to purr when he touches or looks at you with those sexy eyes, right? You forget that you were royalty and start living like a beggar. Begging him to return your phone calls, I mean, really? Begging him to pay you more attention. Begging him to text you back. Begging him to see you. Why? Because you forgot who you were in Christ Jesus. You forgot. You just, the mind went away. You had a dumb moment, right? Let's 
the questions you have to ask yourself when you go through that moment is, do you know who your father in heaven is? Do you know or did you forget that you are royalty? Okay? We are royalty. Quit passing out the friendship title to people who did not earn it. So here are the few things that I equate to a good friend for me. You know, I'm doing all this talking, right? I need to give you some feedback on how to look for this good friend, right? This is what works for me. And I want to share that with you today. For me, a good friend, three questions I ask. Are you honest? Can I believe you to be the person you say you are? Or do I have to worry about getting a different version of you every time you show up? Mm. I mean, do you have like a mental condition? Lying Titus? That's my medical, that's my medical term for people who lie a lot. Do you have lying Titus? Right? That I need to be aware of. Because if you do, okay, just let me know up front. Like, no, it's cool. I can handle it. All you got to do is just be honest with me. You don't need somebody who one day they hot, one day they cold, one day they down, one day they ain't down. Like, I'm too grown. I don't, I don't really have time to be playing around with you like that, okay? Are you honest? Straight up. Can I trust you? You know? Second question. Can I trust you? With honesty comes trust, right? So can I trust you? Are you able to take my burden, my secrets, and pray over them? Can you handle my truth with care? Or will you spread out, will you spread them out like wildfires? Uh, will you spread them out like seeds on a field? Number three, how is your character? This one right here is probably the most important one of them all to me. According to Google, character means moral I quote, moral excellence and firmness earned through one's actions. In other words, what is your standard of excellence? Are you someone who is negligent in a way you, in the way you treat yourself and others? Do you treat the CEO differently from the janitor? Are you a good listener? Can I trust you? Again, can I trust you to be who you say you are and do what you say you're going to do? You need that in a good friend. You need to know that answer. Right? Or are you are we just gonna are you just gonna do you today? Man, it cracks when people say that, man. I'm I'm just gonna do me. Do do what? What exactly are we are you gonna be doing? How are you gonna do you? They be like, oh, I'm just gonna do me today because I don't trust nobody. No, 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 no. It's not that you don't trust nobody, you don't trust yourself, right? You don't trust your judgments. Let's just keep it all the way real. People that don't trust people is because they don't trust themselves. You know that people that love themselves love other people, right? People that don't like themselves, don't like other people. You see how that works there? Meaning you should make you a priority, right? You should love yourself enough to take care of yourself so that you can give to people what you give to yourself, right? Love begets love. Hate begets hate. Ain't no way around it, really. So we sometimes treat relationships more like a contract than a covenant, right? We are in it for the benefits. And when someone does not fulfill their end of the deal, we leave. Proverbs 18.24 talks about a friend who sticks closer than a brother. Get you a friend like that. Someone who can stick it out through the storms. 
hurricanes, rain, all the snows in your life for every season. Find someone who can stick it out, okay? I need someone who doesn't just want my gifts and talents, but someone who will equally contribute to the success of our growth. You help me, I help you. Anyone can get your talents, but not everyone can get you. Man, y'all ain't listening to me. Did you hear what I said? Anyone can get your talent, but not everyone can get you. Everyone should not get you. After all the work you've poured into you, why would you just freely give yourself away to complete strangers? Just give yourself away just to anybody. You got to earn this, baby. You got to earn this friendship. You hear me? Because I put too much work into me to let you just come and destroy that. No. People should not just have access to you like that. It should be earned. Okay? That's all part of self-love, self-care. Y'all already know how I feel about self-care. Priority on my list. I don't have time to always be looking at you with one eye open or questioning your interior motive. You don't need a friend where you just be like, I don't know, we're going to do this today? We're going to do, what, what are we doing? Like, you don't need somebody like that in your life, right? I need someone who's going to ride and die with me. Someone that says, through hell or high water, I got your back, Alice. I got your side. I got your front. And I thank God I got friends like that. That My my is real small, but thank God I got girlfriends like that. And if y'all watching, man, y'all don't know how much I appreciate y'all. If you don't remember anything I just said, remember this. In order to have friends, you need to be a friend. It took me a long time to get that. I was like, what, what do you mean in order for me to have friends, I need to be a friend? Like, they ain't calling me, they ain't calling them. Like, how you know that person ain't going through something? How you know they ain't going through a hard season? How you know they ain't going through a bump in the road, through depression, financial issues, you know what I'm saying? Like, in order for you to be a friend, you need to reach out, man, see how the other person is doing. Friendship is not, should not be a one-way street. You need to take care of you, all of you. Stop looking for someone who can fix you, right? You need to start working on fixing yourself because no one is responsible for you and your growth but you. A lot of us are afraid to do the work. We're afraid to do the work. We talk the talk, but man, when it comes to the work, we're like, nah, I'm good, fam. So what are your triggers? What area of your life can you work on improving immediately? You know why? Because time waits for nobody. Time is our most, I always say this, I said it ad nauseum. I've said it ad nauseum. Time is our most precious, non-renewable resource. So I believe delivering this message for you today was part of my assignment. Why? Because I promised God that if he ever got me out of my state of mind that I was in two years ago, three years ago, I would help everybody that I could. The journey's not over, far from over, but that's what I told him. I was like, God, if you get me out of this, I promise to tell other women, other people what I did, and this is what I did. So I pray that this message helped you today. Or you have a few options. You can turn off this recording, scroll on over to the next post, and do nothing, right? That's option number one. I'm like, okay, Alice, yeah, okay, whatever, we heard you. Yeah, we've heard this before. You can, you can do that, right? That's an option, right? Or you can be more intentional about the people who you choose to be a part of your life. I'm very intentional about the people in my life. 
Everybody in my life, friend, family, has been strategically placed there. I may not be able to choose my family, but I strategically place certain family members in different spots because I know who to call on when I'm stuck here, when I'm stuck there, when I need to hear this advice, when I need to hear that advice. You understand? Everybody, every friendship that I have, every friendship that I make is intentional. The women who I call friends are there on purpose. And I believe God put them in my life for a reason. Yes, yeah, sometimes we're all busy doing our own thing. But we know that if somebody calls, hey, I'm all ears, I'm here. So you know what? When you're choosing your friends, choose wisely. Don't choose people because you're lonely. Don't choose people because you're bored. If we can make time, you know, for me, like to do all this, do my hair, choose my shirt, choose my, you know, whatever outfit I'm going to wear. Why don't I just take the same amount of time to choose who I allow to have access to me? Choose who you allow to have access to you. I'm going to leave you guys with this. Brene Brown. I don't know if this thing is going to stop, so I need to hurry up. One of my favorite scholar, American scholars and research professor, Brene Brown. She teaches on the subject of vulnerability and shame. And I'm going to leave you with these quotes from her. And I think a friendship like this, I quote, a connection is the energy that exists between two people when they feel seen, heard, and valued, when they can give and receive without judgment, and when they derive sustenance and strength from their relationship, end quote. The other quote is, our job is not to deny the story, but to defy the ending, to rise strong, recognize our story, and rumble with the truth until we get to a place where we think, yes, this is what happened. And I will choose how the story ends. And I am choosing today how my story ends. I hope you do the same. Choose how your story ends today. Thank you so much for pressing play. I appreciate you guys. And I will see you on the next podcast. Have a great night or good morning, wherever you're watching this from. God bless you.